Hi, I'm Dr. Rahman and welcome to Black Women's Health. This is a very interesting podcast and I've been saving up for this because you may think this has nothing to do with health, but I beg to differ. We are going to be talking about the construction industry and is it an option for women? Why? Well, we know that most of us get our health insurance through our employer. The better the job, the greater the likelihood that you're gonna have good insurance. If you don't have a good paying job, you may not have good insurance. And if you don't have good insurance, that decreases the likelihood that you're going to take care of yourself and see the physician and do those things that you need to do in order to optimize your health. So I beg to differ. I think talking about construction as an option for women is something that we need to explore. And I have with me a very special guest today. Her name is Tisha. Hello, Tisha. Hello. Tisha has what I call the insider's view of the construction industry. And I'm going to just let her begin by telling us her story. Like Tisha, it's not considered a field for women. Tell me or share with us how you got into the construction industry. Absolutely, first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I think that Women in construction and minorities in construction is something that needs, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, there is a need for it. I've seen it. Um, how I got started, um, the funny part about it is growing up, I grew up in New York. In New York, they gave us typing classes. That was part of one of the home ec classes. Um, so I knew how to type from the time that I was 14. So all the jobs that I have gotten over the years were administrative assistants, secretarials, clerks, things like that. I wasn't successful in college for a variety of reasons. Um, but I found myself not being in college and not having a path, having a career. So um, the only thing that I could do was be a secretary. About the time I turned 23, I had a son and I needed a job, I needed a career. So I started temping and uh, the construction management company that I work for now was my second temp job in 1995. And I have been with the company now for 27 years. When I started, um, they had a 1960s view of what a secretary was. We weren't administrative assistants. We were secretaries, we were field secretaries, and we had the luxury and the privilege of working in a construction trailer with construction guys. Uh, when I started, there might have been uh, two other African-American secretaries, um, one project manager, maybe, and one estimator. So of a company that was the size of about 200 people, it was about four black people in the company. Amazing. Yes. So as a administrative assistant, yes. 
in a construction company. What are your duties? Right now, my duties, in the beginning, my duties were, were simplistic. Answer the phone, fax, order food, remember wives' birthdays. Mm. Yes, that was a thing. Um, making it sure- a bit chauvinistic. Yes, it does, doesn't it? It sounds very, it sounds very lopsided. Um, back then, only a female could answer the phone. It wasn't, it was company policy that only a female would answer the phone. Um, so my duties and responsibilities were very limited back then, but it wasn't enough for me. So I started to challenge my position and offer my assistance to the estimators on our job site. You know, what can I do to help you? To the people that wrote the contracts, um, to my project managers, what more could I do to fill my day? Because I would spend my days pretty much twiddling my thumbs until we had a bill to do. I would answer the phone and type meeting minutes. Um, now don't get me wrong, in the beginning I was typing 40, 50 sets of meeting minutes every day. Mm. And um, it took a lot of time, but it wasn't enough for me, it wasn't a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. So I challenged the position to get more duties and responsibilities to ensure that my day would be filled and to increase my knowledge. So now you weren't doing construction, but you were seeing construction being done. Yes. So um, I was actually in the construction trailer um, watching things happen from the window. Okay. So explain that process mm -hmm. for us. Someone decides they want to build a building. Mm -hmm. How does, what is the process? Okay, so it would be just like if you had a home project. You decided to uh, build an addition on your house. You have no idea how to have to make that happen. You call a guy, the guy comes out, he estimates the addition, he does the work, the work is done, you have a beautiful addition. In business, you have owners that want to um, build a new building, uh, expand on the building that they have, update, upgrade, um, they don't really know the process. So they would hire my company and pretty much tell them what they want. My company in turn will work with an architect and present the grand picture to the owner, the person that actually wants the job done and says, do you like this? They like it, they don't like it, they tweak it, they make it look beautiful. And then the construction management company, my company then hires subcontractors to do that work and then manage the subcontractors. Okay, so now we're starting to get into the layers. Yes. The subcontractors, the people that are doing the work mm -hmm. are also known as trades people. Yes. And we should say they used to be called trades men. men. Yes. But now we're trying to be politically correct. Yes. And they're called trades people. Yes. Now, who are trades people? So tradespeople um, in the city, of, we should we should we should also remark that in the city of Philadelphia, the majority of work are done by the unions. It's union work. Um, so you would have uh, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, laborers, um, people that do the HVAC, the ventilation system, um, MEP people. People do mechanical, electrical, plumbing. Um, you would have people that would supply equipment, um, whatever you need to make that 
building, area, room, floor, functional for somebody to utilize, that's what constitutes a tradesperson. So the construction manager mm -hmm. decides we need these type of tradespeople yes. to do this particular work for us. Yes. And then they, the construction managers oversee the work. Yes. And they, they're the ones that correspond with the builders. Yes. Let me give you an example. Right here at 11th and Chestnut, there's a huge medical building coming up. Yes, it's it a is. Jefferson Medical Facility. Yes, it is. So understanding the process, Jefferson would have went to... L.F. Driscoll. That's the name of my oh, company. They're using your company? Yes. Oh, okay. I just use that for an example, but yes, I believe that's an L.F. Driscoll okay, company. Okay, so they went to the construction company. Mm -hmm. And they said, we want a building. Do they say how many floors? Do they say? Yes. So they would approach us. Most facilities like Penn, Chop, Jefferson, um, you know, most facilities already have an idea on what's expected. Uh, for example, if they're out of patient, flo patient rooms and they know they need X amount of patient rooms, they know that we need 10 floors of that and we want it to include medical offices, patient rooms, you know, a cafeteria, mm -hmm. you know, they already have an idea on what they want, especially since this is one of many buildings. Mm -hmm. So they would either, my company has, they'll reach out to people sometimes to get jobs or sometimes we get jobs based on previous work. Mm -hmm. So they'll say, okay, we know that you're a great company to work with. We know mm -hmm. you're a great company to work for. Mm -hmm. um, we want you to build our building. Okay, and I should say your company is the one that's responsible for those huge, magnificent buildings in the University of Pennsylvania. The majority of those buildings are built by my company. All right. Yes. So okay. So most of the skyline, actually, and it's it's a kudos for the company because most of the skyline in Center City was built by my company. Wow. Yeah, most of the skyline. That's saying a lot. Yes, Liberty One, Two, Comcast. Those are jobs that my company has performed. So these are huge jobs. Yes, huge jobs of um, tons of work over multiple years, multiple phases that are all successful in their own right. So let me tell you, I walk past the, the construction almost on a daily basis mm -hmm. and I saw the demolition Okay. that occurred all those old buildings were knocked down and mm -hmm. then they dug into the ground mm -hmm. and now they're adding you know floors and now mm -hmm. it towers over all the other buildings mm -hmm. i saw a few black men yes when there was demolition being yes. done i hadn't seen any since the you know they have these huge cranes now and yes. big machines yes. and they keep going up towards the sky mm -hmm. Haven't seen any black, mm -hmm. and not a woman. Never yes. a woman. Yes, that is the epitome of construction. Um, unfortunately, most unions—I can't say all—most unions are predominantly white male unions. Um, there are some unions that are predominantly black. Laborers Union is a predominantly black union. Um, it's that way for a variety of different reasons, but the primary reason is because of lack of knowledge. 
lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Lack of knowledge. Of who? Of minorities, of um, people who um, don't know those jobs exist. So um, I'll give you a good example. I never knew anything about construction and operators, engineers, or you know, people that do anything in construction. I didn't know any of that until I started working in construction. And you don't know what you don't know. That's true. So, you don't know. Um, but something must be changing in the industry. Yes. If now they no longer call them, you know, they no longer call the electricians and the plumbers and the HVAC people tradesmen. Yes. And now they're trades people. Yes. Something is something is amiss. Yes. The culture is definitely changing. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, um, the Trump administration, the culture of the business is starting to change because there have been tons of reports. There have been tons of studies that clearly identify that you can get a, a more successful project through diversity and being oh. diverse. Yes, there are tons and tons of study that say that- Can you say that again? The project is more successful? A project is more successful if you have, and I was actually reading an article in Forbes um, magazine that um, a project is, um, and I, I don't wanna quote the statistics because I'm not sure, but it is significantly more successful the more diverse group you have because you're looking at a problem from different perspectives. Mm. So if you're looking at a problem from different perspectives, you have a solution from different perspectives mm -hmm. and you can incorporate a better solution. Mm -hmm. So with the change in the culture, our, our my company culture is changing. Um, right now we have a more diverse company than we have ever had in the past. Mm -hmm. And that comes from awareness. Like it was, it's obvious, it, it's been obvious since you know over the past four years of that administration um you know black lives matter george floyd all of this all of the horrible horrible instances that were thrust in the media through social media are making people more aware that were typically oblivious because it never touched their lives so the culture is definitely changing pushing towards diversity and pushing towards change and pushing towards a more inclusive um, construction site. So you will start to see more, not a lot, but more. All right, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate a bit. Mm -hmm. Is it because they have a new insight and a new understanding, or is it because there's a shortage of workers and they just don't have anyone to fill the position. I think that it's a culmination of them both. And I'm gonna say that because I am optimistic. I wanna believe that they wanna do it because it's the right thing to do. I wanna believe that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I also know that there is a shortage of workers. Right now they have, and part of the problem, if even if it is a problem, if I can use that word, is that you have generations of people who were carpenters. Their dad was a carpenter, they're a carpenter, their son's a carpenter. Well, the newer generation, the newer generation of kids don't wanna be carpenters. So as the older folks are going out, mm -hmm. there's no new influx of people coming in mm -hmm. anymore. 
So now you don't have a whole generational family of Italian carpenters because now he doesn't want to be, the young kid doesn't want to be a carpenter. Because, is it because of the pay or is it because it's physical? I think it's three things. I think it's, I think it's the culture in which they grew up in. You can make money being an influencer on your couch and make a buttload of money um, and not get wet and not have to get up at 6.30 in the morning and not have to be inconvenienced at all. I think that it is um, the push for college too because they make so much more money now. Their children can afford to go to college. Who makes so much more money now? Tradespeople make a lot of money. That there is a huge financial and, and and for some strange reason people don't think that tradesmen blue-collar folks make good money that's not the impression you're right it's not the impression that people get they go oh blue-collar you think of postal workers making $15 an hour or whatever the case may be whatever they make but trades people make a nice amount of money and that's the second reason why I think that there is not an in, a huge influx of people because they don't know how much money you can actually make. I know electricians that are millionaires. Just from being an electrician? Just from being an electrician. You have to take into consideration too, um, and we're gonna use union rates, for example. Let's say, for example, and this is not the dollar amount, this is by no means the dollar amount, this is a summary. Let's say, for example, if you um, have a job, and you're a union guy, your starting salary may be $36 an hour. But you don't, most people work on weekends. That's double time. So now you're getting $62 an hour. And if you work on Sundays, that's double time. Now you're getting $132 an hour. Mm. So your one bring home paycheck be, could be close to $3,000 a week. Mm. So there are people that I know that make $12,000. $12,000 a, a month. A month. Hmm? You know, and if you have no student loans. Yeah, how about that? You know, because that's a huge chunk of, of a lot of people's income. Because these trades people we're talking electricians plumbers hvac probably did not go to college they no they do a lot of on the job training so tradespeople start off as an apprentice so you can be an apprentice up to 5 years but you're working you're you're just you're you're taking classes all day a week and you're working on the job and you're still getting paid so eventually you bump up to a journeyman, a person, or, you know, a foreman, a foreperson. So out of high school, I would then go to a trade school. Yes. Well, not even. Out of high school. And see, this is, this is the slippery slope. So a lot of the older guys that I know that are my age graduated out of high school, didn't want to go to college, went right into the union. With no training? They get the training as an apprentice on the job. On the job training. On the job training. So they work for 25, 30 years, and they're 55 years old and can retire full pension. 
and and have and have medical benefits and things like that. That is what I see to be um, a point of contention for me, because I was never given that opportunity. Nobody came to my high school and said you can be a carpenter. Yes. Or yes. you know you could be an electrician. Yes. No one's given minorities that option was so, it because you were a minority or because you were a female i think it's a combination of them both hmm. you know right now um the city of philadelphia and and the larger companies chop pen hub um though those folks are pushing um minority participation mm -hmm. so in order to get a job you have to agree to i don't know 25 percent minority participation Bank. Can you find that? Is Driscoll able to find? Well, so yes, because this is this is the other part of it. Um, my company makes our subcontractors accountable. Mm -hmm. If if this is what you want, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's not just me going to one company; it's me going to three companies mm -hmm. and saying this is what we're looking for, this is what we want, and then they have to give us proof that they're complying. Let's go back to this money for just a little bit because mm -hmm. it's so interesting because women are usually shepherded into the fields that are, we are caregivers. Yes. And so there are a lot of black women in healthcare. Yes. And there was a recent study that says, despite the fact that there are a lot of black women in healthcare, the majority of us are in the low paying jobs. Right. We're the LPNs, we're working in the nursing homes. Mm -hmm. we, we don't get paid well. Mm -hmm. I mean, women in general are paid like 81 cents to every dollar a man earns. Yes. Well, when you're looking at LPNs and nursing assistants, mm -hmm. they're making even less than that. Mm -hmm. And this is an industry mm -hmm. where you can start almost right out of school yes and make money yes so yes that is that is an that is an accurate statement um does it happen no there are very little women in construction that are actually doing the construction you don't that have, are actually yeah. trades people. Yes, you don't have a lot of female carpenters and a female plumber and, and a female why, electrician. Why do you think that is? Um, it's it's hard work actually. It's, it's, it's very it's physical. It's very physical. It's very hard. Um, you're surrounded by men all day long. Uh, so sexism. Yes. Racism. Yes. Hard work. Yes. Not very appealing. How about the pay? The pay would be typical to what a man makes so in construction a, a female tradesperson yes would make a dollar for dollar it should be it, yeah i want to say it should be i'm not going to say definitely yes because i don't know a lot of female union workers hmm. that i could say hey what do you think about that hmm. what i do know is the female construction managers that I know, and I know a lot of female construction managers, they are do not make comparable to the men that are doing what they are doing. And you know that. I know that for Do fact. they know that? Yes, they do. 
And there, there are organizations as far as women in construction that are fighting to make sure that there's an equality there. But I think that it, that'll be an easier fight because a lot of those women are not African-American. They're not minorities. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's easier for a Caucasian woman to be heard than it is for a woman of my of a minority woman to be heard. All right, so I'm actually hearing two different career paths. Mm -hmm. You could potentially elect to be a tradesperson. Yes. If you thought you could deal with the physicality of the work, yes. the sexism, yes. and the racism. Yes. Understanding that you would probably get paid well. Yes. But you would have to put up with a lot. You would have to put up with a lot. But adversely, since the culture is changing, mm. Mm, things might be things might be a little away. different. But then there's a whole nother layer. There's if you don't want to be a trades person, mm -hmm. you can be a construction manager. Yes. Now construction managers have need uh, a college education, correct? Yes. So construction managers, most of the construction managers I know, they either have a degree in civil engineering. Mm -hmm. or they have a degree in construction management. Mm -hmm. um, one of those two are probably the best kind of degree to have for that field. Okay, so they don't have to do the physical work. They do not know. Do they have to understand electricity and understand plumbing? Yes, so these women are very knowledgeable when it comes down to how a building is built down to the last screw. Because they're interacting with the tradespeople. Because it's what they know too. They went to okay. school for it. So they can understand the nuances of electrical work and plumbing and, and building a building out of the ground. And you know, a lot of the times, you know, if you go if you take your car to the mechanic and the mechanic tells you something, you'll go, okay, even if it doesn't sound right. Well, if you went to school to be a mechanic, and that person says whatever they're saying, you can say, no, no. That is it in, in women in construction because the women that I know um, are not only smart, they're smart, they're funny, they're feminine, they're women, women. They are dainty and delicate and will get out there in their Tims and hard hat and, and will let a guy have it. And I think that you know, as women, we don't see that as, oh, that's a sexy job, you know? So mm. it's not an option for us sometimes. You know, we, you know, the women that I that I know, um, the girls that I grew up with, you know, we were, we want to get dressed to go to work. Mm. You know, we want to have a heel. We want to have a pants. We want to have a, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't think about going to work in jeans and Tims every day. I'll give you a good example. Okay. Um, I have 27 female cousins, 27. And um, when I started working in construction, they could not understand. What do you mean you work in construction? I said, I wear jeans every day. Like I wear jeans and Tim's and sweatshirts every day. I'm in a construction trailer. Like I don't have to do my hair. Like I throw it in a ponytail and I keep it pushing because nine times out of 10, I'm walking through dirt to get to my trailer. I'm on my knees trying to fix the copier and the carpet is dirty, you know, or, you know, I have to go in and not for nothing. I'm the only girl and there's only one bathroom. Mm. So, 
you know, that I, I deal with a lot. So I'm not going to put on a pair of good shoes and, and a skirt and, and go to the job. And they just, it was difficult for them to understand it. So did you personally have to deal with sexism and racism and all that stuff? Um, yes, I did because, because the guys live in, when you live in a world that you only see faces like yours, you hold a bias that you don't even know until somebody with a different face comes and moves into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, I have the pleasure, I, and, and, and it is a pleasure, to work with some of the sweetest men I have ever met in my life. Um, adversely, I have also had the dishonor to work with people who were one-sided and racist mm -hmm. and just, for lack of a better word, dumb to somebody other than their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So yes, I had to draw a line in the sand and no, I'm not snapping my neck TV, typical, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you see, I'm not that. I said, I can articulate myself mm -hmm. and I can tell you exactly where to go, how to get there mm -hmm. and the best route to take mm -hmm. and not raise my voice. Mm -hmm. And it was a shock for them to deal with me on different levels mm -hmm. because they didn't have any experience with it. So when I started to tell them like the things that they would say, like the, you know that's racist, right? And they would go, no. I was like, yeah, it is kind of racist because, and I would have to explain it to them. Mm -hmm. And then they became more, um, that's what that means. I was like, yeah, that's what that means. Okay, good for you. Looking back, mm -hmm. had you known, would you have considered becoming a tradesperson or a construction Absolutely. Mentor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which one would you choose? If I had to do it over again, I would have been a carpenter. Is Absolutely. there a reason? Um, one of the reasons for me is being in the industry and being a part of a project, knowing that even though I push the paper and seeing the end result, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing to go through a lobby that you laid the floors on, to um, drive past a building and know that you put the windows in that building. You know, there is a pride that comes with doing a job well and having people utilize that, especially at a hospital. Mm. You know, especially at a hospital. So if I were to do it over again, would I? Absolutely. And I would tell all my girlfriends, girl, let's all go. Is that right? Yes. And you would prefer to be a tradesperson versus a construction manager? Yes. And the reason for that? Um, so the tradesperson would go in, do the job, go home. That's what we do. We, you, if, if it was my job to put the walls up, I'd put walls up all day. At the end of the day, I'd go home. Construction managers not only have to check the walls that I did, but check the plumbing that this guy did, mm. check this that that guy did. So it's a lot. It's a lot of. It's a lot of work. It's a long day. In your mind, what kind of woman would be best suited for this type of work? Um, any kind of woman. And I say that because. As women, we are resilient. Mm -hmm. 
if we decide this is what we're going to do, then darn it, we'll do it. You just have to decide is what you want. Um, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, the, size, the wise, physicality yeah, of it. Yeah, no. There, there is no. I. Do you have to be a certain height? Do you have to be able to lift a certain amount? Do you have to, you know, be able to run a certain amount? I mean, it, not at all. Not at all. There are no physical limitations to what you can do in construction. Um, they are people that run the cable wire. Cable wire is real light. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to run that cable wire through that whole building. Mm -hmm. And all it takes is for you to get up on a ladder, pull it through and pull it back down and go the next six feet and keep doing it. There is no limitation to what you can do in construction. Operators, engineers, and, and, and I, this is, this is why I feel I, I'm very passionate about letting the my, my, my son's friends and my daughter's friends and their children, letting them know that, okay, college is not, you know, we're under the fallacy that college is for everybody. And then when we fail, we feel horrible. That, I felt that, like, mm -hmm. I pushed college, I graduated fourth in my class. Mm -hmm. um, I got scholarships everywhere I applied. Mm -hmm. And when I went to college and I didn't do well, I was deflated for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I told my children, college isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's okay not to go. Mm -hmm. You just gotta figure out how you're gonna pay your bills. Mm -hmm. And if you wanna flip burgers at McDonald's till you're 45, be happy doing it. But be mindful that it's not for everyone. My daughter graduated summa cum laude from Temple. Phenomenal, loved college. My son is a field dude, he's an electrician. He hated school. Mm -hmm. He loves being an electrician. Mm -hmm. So I have two spectrums and we have to be able to tell our children that there are things out there that they can do. You know, you could run a crane. Those people that make put those buildings up that you saw that hoist going oh, all the way yes. up. They're called operators engineers. They make $132 an hour because it's a very risky job. It, you're, you're, every time you go up there, you're, you're, you're risking your life. There's safety protocol to go up there. You only work maybe six, seven, eight months out of the year because the other four, it's wicked cold up there and stuff freeze. Oh, that's right. That's right. Huh. So, uh, you would recommend it for women? Yes. Yes. You don't have to be a certain type of woman. Not at all. You don't have to be a rough and rugged type of woman. Not at all. You can, uh, you can make money. You can make nice money. And retire young. And retire young. And you just have to be able to deal with the racism and the discrimination. Yes, because it's going to be there, but that's everywhere. If you worked in a, in a law office, you would still have to deal with that. Don't you think it's a little more when you're just surrounded and you're in this all-male environment? And I understand that it's changing. Yes. But so, it's, yes, the majority, it's like being in the locker room with guys. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes it is like being in the locker room with guys. Sometimes it is. But I think that in my experience, the majority of the men that I've had the pleasure of working um, are very respectful. They are very, um, you know, dedicated husbands. 
they are raising daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, God-fearing folk mm-hmm. that, you know, go to church on Sundays. So you'll get it, but I, not the majority of it. Gotcha. All right. So now to the to the young girls. Yes. Who may not be hearing this or may not have heard this Mm -hmm. to the young women you know because your situation isn't that typical Mm -hmm. you find yourself with a child yes what are you going to do yes what would you say to those women to those young young women in school Mm -hmm. or young women with a family trying to make a living for themselves and their family I would tell them to look into construction and find something that they can do that they love to do. So if you um, if you're arts and if you're an artsy crafty kind of person, carpentry might be good for you. If you like math and logistics, architecture might be good for you. Um, you know, and, and it, unfortunately, a lot of people have a stigma, too, with being a secretary. Administrative assistant is just a really long name for just being a secretary. And a lot of the times I get, oh, you're just a secretary. I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. But being a secretary afforded both of my children the opportunity to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, being a secretary got me a house and a car, and I took my kids on vacation mm-hmm. annually. Mm-hmm. Um, being a secretary... Um, it got us all the things that we needed and most of the things we wanted, mm-hmm. you know. So there is no, you know, bright light behind it. Make no mistake about it because a lot of the times they just, they don't know what I do until I'm not there. And then it's like, oh, I need a pen mm-hmm. and I can't find mm-hmm. a pen. Mm-hmm. Well, the mm-hmm. whole world will stop mm-hmm. if you don't have a pen. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need me over here. So, but, you know, there are jobs out there that you can take care of your family with if you just open up your mind and experience and try it. So in addition to encouraging women to be an administrative assistant, mm-hmm. you're also saying consider Absolutely. being a tradesperson. Absolutely. Consider construction manager. Absolutely. Just don't limit yourself. Do not ever limit yourself. Not ever. Not ever. As women, we have an opportunity to define those positions, just like I had to define mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have just been happy answering the phone and typing meeting minutes. Mm-hmm. I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going home at the end of the day. But it wasn't enough of a challenge for me. And by me redefining my position, the standard of things that I do is now company standard. Now all admins have to do it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've, I've had people work with me and then go to their next job site and go, well, Tisha used to do that. And now I have somebody on the phone saying, how do you do X, Y, Z? So, you know, you as women, we can define these positions. You know, they want us to believe that, oh, I can't hang drywall. Well, drywall, yeah, it's heavy, but they have a piece of equipment to help you do that. So you don't have to be super strong. You just have to have the right tools. Mm. You know, so as women, you know, we can do anything in construction and do it well. I had told my daughter, I said, you know, 
you what do you want to do like what do you what do you want to do and she was like well i don't i don't want to be in the field i want to be in the office no problem that's the that's the, the path we can go i have a cousin who works for waste management and will you take those little carts off and put those little carts back on that's mm -hmm. not a glamorous job mm -hmm. she just took three of her kids to disney mm -hmm. so we have an opportunity to not have to look at you know yeah we might go to work and you might get dirty but at the end of the day when you get paid mm -hmm. you can look real fly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think the stigma of construction needs to be clarified I think we should open open it up for people to Absolutely. see. You know, it may not be for you, but exactly, it might be worth the exploration. Exactly. Instead of get it out there, absolutely. Instead of a low paying job in an industry where you're subject to risk and racism and sexism, mm -hmm. why not? Yes. Why not consider something else? So Absolutely. thank you. Absolutely, you're welcome for sharing something that most of us don't even consider an option. Right. You know, and that's right. that's probably the take home message. Yes. It's an option. It's an option. It's an option mm -hmm. and check it out. That, absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. We thought the conversation was over, but then we just continued talking. Here a little bit more. Okay, so as of twenty twenty there were a, a regular carpenter, not in a union, starts off making $26 an hour. Mm -hmm. A carpenter in the union starts off making $36 an hour. Mm -hmm. An electrician starts off non-union making $46 an hour. Mm -hmm. In the union, he makes $64 an hour. Wow. Out of the union, an operator's engineer, the gentleman that holds that hoist that goes up and down, starts off at $25 an hour. In the union, it's almost triple that. Triple? Almost triple that. Yes. And you compare that to an LPN might be making minimum wage. Exactly. Exactly. Now, for construction managers, out of Construction managers in general, 90% of them are white, construction management. 8.6% mm. um, of them are women. About 5% are black. Black women? Just black people black. altogether. Black, okay. 1.7% are Asian. 163 are Hispanic. Mm. So there's a larger Hispanic construction management percentage than black percentages. And I think that comes from there are a lot of Hispanically owned companies, whereas there are not a lot of black owned companies. So, yeah. I did hear of one black female construction company. I think she's in New York. Leland. Oh, I've forgotten the name now. I'll have to find it. Mm -hmm. But um, similar to what you consistent with what you said I think she went to school and became a civil engineer right right and then formed her own company and um, has done well right because there's a need there so if you are three 
if there's only three minority plumbers, those three plumbers are always going to have work mm -hmm. because there has to be a percentage that's met across the board. So how can black, black men, black women get into these unions if the unions are creating barriers? Um, that's the slippery slope that I slide because that I don't have the answer to that. And I'm not embarrassed to say that because that that's the issue. But you know, given what you said before, what may happen is because they now need workers. Yes. Because they've done well and their children mm -hmm. don't want to get dirty and get cold. Exactly. They rather do something else. Right. There's this opportunity and there, there will always be the need for someone to build a building. Yes. And that's the other thing that we didn't talk about right. was that all kinds of buildings, it could be building homes, mm -hmm. it could be building hospitals, residential, commercial, commercial, healthcare, museums, yes. I mean, uh, infrastructure, bridges, yes. all that. This so the statistic that I also had was by 2025, um, tradespeople will be in one of the most demand fields. Um, after doctors. 2025, that's, 2025. that's, that's in that's, a couple of years. Yeah, that's, you know, like mm -hmm. tomorrow. Yes, in a couple of years, because you have a lot of people retiring. Mm. So you'll have that opportunity to look for work that way. And then they have businesses, they have um, the Enterprise Center is one, they have a program that are teaching smaller minority MBE, WBE companies mm -hmm. to be comparable to bid jobs that are mm -hmm. what these large companies have. So that may be the, the workaround. I think that will be the, definitely the workaround. You know, you create your own company. Yes. And then you bid for the jobs. Yes. And then hopefully there'll be this minority quota. Yes. And then they'll, yes. you know. And what we're doing um, is utilizing them for even a percentage of the work. Mm -hmm. So how do we make it happen? Part of that is making sure that everybody is accountable. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make the company that works for me accountable if you don't get these numbers. How are you going to get these numbers? Mm -hmm. So now they would hire a smaller company to do a section of the work and keep the big section because, you know, small companies can't handle mm -hmm. doing a 19-story building. Mm -hmm. But they might be able to handle pulling the wire for 19 floors, which is a section of the job. So instead of one point three million, interesting. They might it's get $100, it's, it's interesting. There's a whole new industry to really contemplate, and I think the one thing that you said that um, kind of rings home, and I can kind of see how it might be true, is that after you've done your job, yes, and you walk past that building, yes, you can say, "I did that," yes, or "I had a part in doing yes. this," and that. That There's a satisfaction. Satisfaction to, that. to yes. it. Yes. Yes. There is a certain satisfaction coming from seeing something that you laid hands on and it's completed. And it's a beautiful functioning structure. Hmm. So we need to keep the options open. Absolutely. All right. Thank you again.